0: This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel Pasadena and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries.
1: Good day, and welcome to Keep It Simple, a weekly live internet radio talk show. The Simple Truths Radio Network featuring Pastor Xavier Reese and the Ministry. Of Calvary Chapel in Pasadena, California. We're in the studio today. Pastor Xavier, is the Lord preparing you for your upcoming trip to Israel?
2: Yes, next Tuesday we'll be leaving yeah. and we'll be uh, over there a beautiful time, the 70th anniversary of Israel. And we're just going to have great weather and everything. That's always the best time to go.
1: Exciting. I know also the. Uh, U.S. Embassy is moving to Jerusalem. Uh, I guess the day before you land.
2: Right, right. They're scheduled yeah. to open.
1: I saw a uh, news report this week; they were putting up uh, public street signs directing people to the new U.S. Embassy oh, in wow. Jerusalem. Did you see that? A,
3: no, I didn't. That's Pretty exciting. awesome. Wow.
1: With us in the studio today, our production engineer Jonathan Durant. Good
3: day. Welcome to episode eighty. Number eighty. I number eighty. The number yeah. of new beginnings. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Amen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, myself, Pastor Tony Scotty, and our special guest today. The leader of the worship and music ministry here at Calvary Chapel in Pasadena, Pastor Sam Torado. Sam, yeah. how you doing today,
3: buddy? I'm doing good, thank you. Thanks Amen. For thanks. Me.
1: Thanks for taking time to come by and sit in and talk to us. You know, this is a really good opportunity for you and Pastor Xavier to give us some insight on the biblical perspective for music ministry and worship ministry for the church, and, and, and those principles just for ministry aspects in general. As well. Sam, how do you see uh, the ministry of worship in terms of building up the body of Christ?
3: Well, in worship, I was remembering uh, in John, it talks about where Jesus is uh, talking to uh, the woman at the well, and they're saying, you know, we worship in spirit and in truth. And I'm really glad that Jesus didn't say anything about music right there. (laughs) It's all about worship, it's all about the heart, it's all about. The worship and what you do to the Lord, directing mm-hmm. it to Him in your heart to Him.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that, because Pastor X worship is a lot broader than
2: music ministry. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, it's giving words to something that you feel is greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. And certainly in the biblical perspective, as you owe everything to that object of worship, which is God Himself, the Creator. And the reason why we worship him, because he is our creator, he is the provider, he is the supplier, he is the sustainer of all things. And in him we move, we think, we breathe, we have our being in him, as Paul says.
1: And Mm -hmm. as you often say, maybe not every single week, but regularly, the the important thing is the motive. Right. What's what's going on inside the person, why you're doing... And even some, sometimes more
2: important than what you do yes. is the reason that yes. you do it. The motive is what God looks at all the time, First Corinthians 4, 5. Um, every Christian will go before God and the beam of seed of Christ. And um, our works will be judged um, by uh, fire, uh, wood, hay, or stubble, or silver, gold, or precious stone. And um, there are, some of us are going to not have any reward at all. They'll be burned up by the fire, yet we're saved by grace of faith. So um, the context is important that he's talking about works for the motive behind it in 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Um, and uh, there are some people that have the right motivation. So God is not really concerned in what I do or how much I do. What he's concerned is, is why I do it and how I do it. Do I do it because I love God and love the people of God? and I'm doing it to glorify God, then I'll get some reward. That's the bottom line.
1: And I want to be, uh, ideally, I want to be directed by the Holy Spirit. Yes. My God's Spirit to be the one who's who's guiding me and directing. Uh, Pastor Sam, you're the the music pastor, music ministry pastor here at Calvary Pasadena. And so worship and worship music are very important to you in your life. You've been doing this for a good many years. How long?
3: Yeah, about uh, 30 years now. Going on 30 years, and it happened really fast. You don't look that old either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Started young. You're like you're
1: like the kid on the staff, pretty much, right there. Right right. You know the the Apostle Paul talks about his ministry to the Gentiles. He says he magnifies his ministry. As you look at the church around the world, because you come and contact other churches, and yes. you see ministry that's going on overseas from time to time. Yes. does the the conduct, conduct or content of Music and worship ministry sort of stand
3: out to you more prominently than a lot of other things. Oh yeah, well you see the you see that the the embracing of certain things as as change occurs in the culture, but when when culture takes over, and you see worship changing because because of the music, uh, we choose to worship with music, um, and and the culture changes with that, and so you see an importance. Uh, being taken um, throughout the world uh, especially here in the u s you see uh, you see churches embracing uh, music over the worship like Xavier was saying you know it's the expression of the heart and what they do and when they start putting importance on the music over their, you know it's like they love music more than they love the lord yeah. so they like
1: music to the exclusion of God's yes. purpose at work.
3: Yes, exactly. That's interesting.
1: You know, Pastor X, I have just my own personal opinion. I've always felt that human culture is a kind of sickness.
3: Yeah,
2: well, it's tainted. Yeah, and anything we do, even with the Lord, but again, again, the, the content is the most important thing. Um, that the words in a song will express true worship towards the Lord, uh, towards His attributes, His deity his redemption, um, his love for us, and that that music does reflect his character and his nature, as well as the nature of the church. It's when the quote-unquote um, quote, Christian pop music that starts integrating the idea and the nature of the fallen world of romanticism and emotional mm. uh, relationships yes. that corrupts the worship of God. Mm-hmm. Um, now you can't exclude everything and we don't want to be legalistic there are some Christians who feel that uh, that there's really no real worship in the, mu- in the music at all today, well that's, that's not completely true, mm-hmm. um, though there are many churches that uh, use music on Sunday and midweek, that really are more pop Christian songs mm-hmm. and they're not really worshipping the Lord they're not worshipful in that. And uh, so we have to constantly be on alert and make sure that we, we are um, reflecting what the Scripture says about Jesus, the church, and our, um, our responsibility to worship God. That comes from our heart, by the way, not because we have to, not because we orchestrate it, um, which is something the church has always done. At least you know, I came to the Lord in 1973, and um, I, I came out of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have any other form of worship than the Catholic Church, which is far different than the Protestant Church. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of the Protestant Church, um, uh, in extreme Pentecostalism and that, has a lot of emotionalism in it, mm-hmm. a lot of demonstrativeness, and um, and in that it calls attention to itself, in yes. which is really not w- true worship, and it's orchestrated. It's the uh, the minister or the music minister that is pumping up the people and cheering on the people and kind of directing. Now, let's all raise our hands and praise God. You know, yeah. it, it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be spontaneous. It's because I want to, and I do it in such a way that I don't bring attention to myself. Amen. I'm not going to be rocking back and forth. If I want to worship the Lord in a very demonstrative, active way, Mm -hmm. um, laying on the ground as David did, um, rocking, swaying back and forth, then I should do that in the privacy of my home. There is private worship, there is public worship. And the public worship, even within the content of the church, we want to make sure that we're not calling attention to ourselves, distracting from the true worship of God, Or that people are looking at us. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that people who always want to be the center of attention, they will go to a church um, in the worship session and they will stand right in front or sit towards the front so that everybody can see them when they stand up. Now, everybody's sitting down, we're worshiping the Lord, and you're conscious of the atmosphere around you. Why would you stand up when everybody's sitting down and raise your hands straight up or sway? Mm -hmm. Now people will say you're quenching the spirit. No, I'm quenching your flesh. There's a place and a method to worship. There's a public worship that you want to conform yourself to the atmosphere of that public gathering so you don't draw attention to yourself. You don't distract people and... You conform to god 's spirit, decent and in order Amen. and That's, people yeah. do get distracted, oh yeah, by yeah. people who are very demonstrative
1: in worship, whether it 's by standing up and waving their arms or and, yeah. and i don 't honestly personally I have nothing against standing up and waving your arms, right. if everybody in the building is standing up and waving their arms that 's fine you 're in, in one accord, yeah, or people who Amen. sing in such a way that you can hear their voice over everybody else in the room. Yes,
3: and we have opportunities for everybody in the sanctuary while we're leading worship for that. One of the first things that we do when we pray, we're standing, we're all standing, all of us. There's a time to stand. We're all standing in the Lord. And then we all sit down. And we have the rest of the time to sing, open our voices to the Lord. Amen. You know, Pastor X, a minute ago you said something about uh, it
1: needs to be spontaneous. Right. Now... uh, the direction of worship in a particular body of believers can if it, as long as it's led by the holy spirit it may not always be entirely spontaneous i mean i mean like hmm. in sam in your situation yeah. you really spend a lot of time planning out and preparing and considering particular songs and how the flow of worship
3: Right, the flow of it, or yeah, yeah. or uh, allowing uh, maybe I like to try to do a fast song first. Everyone's coming in, the worship is there, and so uh, everyone's standing. And so while mm-hmm. you're standing, you can do a fast song. You know, you're not going to uh, uh, encourage everyone to while they're sitting to have single people just stand up and raise their hands, or like right. Xavier was right. saying. But everyone corporately is standing together, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a fast song, and there's kind of a a mode to it. Uh, it's not. I'm not really directing everybody to do anything in particular. But, yeah, there is something, and I'm, I'm also choosing songs that are also going along with the message that Xavier is going to be talking about.
2: Right. And when that music's going forward, as Sam says, um, we don't um, tell people, now let's all raise our hands. Right, right. 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 Okay, no.
1: Sometimes the song will tell
2: you that. Right. Yeah, you, sometimes there's something Yeah, you don't there. coach yeah. people to do that. Right. You know, um you know, it's just like a a father, you know, a, a father doesn't say, OK, we're all going to uh sit at the table and eat dinner. And the father says, OK, everybody raise their hand and say, thank you, mom, for the food. You know, <laughs> right. you just yeah. it, she it, really appreciates it, that it, She it, would love you know, spontaneous by each person that starts yeah. tasting that food. and says, mom, this thing is just great. I love it. Yeah. Now that that Amen. response of, of 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 praise and thankfulness has great value towards the mother. Amen. It's heartfelt. Amen. It, it comes from from their very experience with her, Amen. and the same with worship, or anything else in the Lord. Um, Pastor Chuck, the late Pastor Chuck Smith, one of the things that, and he came out of Four Square Ministries, a Pentecostal group, and, uh, and and they do a lot of that. You know, kind of prodding and. Very and, demonstrative. And, and, and orchestrating the emotional worship and that. And, and he, uh, he really, uh, spoke against it. In fact, when, uh, Maranatha music started, when all the bands started, uh, in the, um late 60s, early 70s, um, Chuck would, would frown upon any of the musicians to, to rock back and forth, to move their body or whatever. He didn't want any attention drawn to them. Amen. Now, as the movement went on, subtleties, little movements forward in demonstrativeness, and to the point where, you know, people began to bring more attention to themselves.
1: It becomes like showmanship. Yes. Basically. Oh, yeah. And yeah.
2: Chuck spoke yeah. against it. But
1: you know, worship is so important for the church. Yes, and you yes. think people would understand Amen. this? As I mean, the third, the third largest book of the Bible, is made up entirely of songs that the Lord has intended Amen. for us. Yes, to yes. do.
2: That. And, and and the Old Testament, they were very demonstrative in the worship of the mm-hmm. temple. Mm-hmm. You know, the God was filled the spirit of God so much that it filled it with a cloud, and they couldn't even worship that; they had to run out of the temple. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Amen now if God fills it with the spirit with a cloud and then we have to run out we'll run out but the the priest <laughs> is not going to tell us to run out we run out because because of god's kind of glory right, mm-hmm. so again uh there's a an incredible responsibility towards those who lead worship mm-hmm. um just as much as there's a great responsibility for those who teach God's word because we are up front mm-hmm. and it it's such a a weakness in the, in, the, in the nature of man to want to um, exalt man and to put the emphasis on the one that's up front, that that's why this is happening, and that it becomes a, a, an idolatry, a, 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 a worship of man or the very mm-hmm. thing they're doing rather than thanking God for the man and that man's responsibility to be transparent to be the instrument. Paul says that God has placed this treasure in this earthen vessel that the power and excellence may be of God and not of ourselves. And that's important. And you know, as Gideon was given the plan of of defeating the Midianites, um, they were outnumbered incredibly. And yet he says, take a picture, put a lamp in it, and take your horn. And all at one time, we're all going to just say, the sword and the Lord of Gideon, break those pots and the light will be seen. And there's a very, people talk about, wow. well, we're more visual today. It's more visual. And that's true. But there's a right aspect of what is visual, but not all together. Mm-hmm. Breaking that pot is my vessel, my myself before the people that I would break this vessel, not bring attention to it, that way the light of Jesus Christ can be seen. People don't want to see me. People don't need to see me. They want to see Jesus. Amen. I am to yes. point people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is very foreign to the church today that has moved in with the seeker-friendly emerging church. Mm-hmm. Because the culture is teaching that we need to be more v- visual. or So therefore, a lot of the teaching that goes on in churches is with the screen with the with the uh, computer mm-hmm. and so everything is real visual or
1: dramatic presentation right to move mm-hmm.
2: you emotionally mm-hmm. and the thing is that as a spiritual whether it be a literal father or a spiritual father I set the agenda I want to train my son my daughter to be both visual and audible in the hearing and all so that they're thinking through those things and I don't cater to what my children want. I teach them what they need. Amen. And the same with pastors, but pastors are carnal, so the people are carnal. And because the leaders don't correct that carnality, really the leaders are more carnal than the people.
1: Well, they're certainly more responsible, that's for sure. Well,
2: that's for sure, but yeah. they demonstrate they're more carnal. Amen. They are Amen. using the carnality of people, knowing that people are carnal, going to respond to their carnal direction.
1: Amen. Amen. Yeah. There is a a kind of a maturity and a discipline in a body of believers in being able to look beyond the vessel to see what the Lord's doing. And that really yes. is, that's what people need. And I think yes. if it's possible, Pastor Sam, this is an an issue that is more evident with worship and music ministry than it is even with teaching.
3: Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we pray, and I pray this a lot with our worship teams, Part of our prayer is that that we're invisible when we're up there. Amen. That they're not looking at us. They're not looking at what we're doing musically, how we're performing, um, but that they don't see us and they have their eyes on mm-hmm. on the Lord as they worship. I
1: think for a, you know a large portion of the church in the Western world, you know, we are so focused on on the tangible and you know, what, what you see, feel, hear, taste, and and what you can touch that people miss. The, the spiritual direction, the Lord's get. it seems like it's difficult to qual- qualify, to really understand the benefits of worshiping, worshiping the Lord in song and praise. Um, I, I can't tell you. Routinely, we will get calls on the phone. Uh, what time does the service start? Well, at this time. Well, when is, when is that music stuff over? Yeah. You know, when does he really start talking? Because they, they understand the connection <laughs> to how they can hear information from the pastor, apply it to their life, and receive a benefit. But yeah. it seems to me, you know, that people are kind of missing the purpose of worship and worship music.
3: Yeah, they, they put so much importance um, on, well, on, on, on music. Some people put too much importance on music, and so okay. they, they're just there for the worship or the music. And then other people are, are leaving behind the importance of worship. And maybe because they have such a hard time understanding what that is, they don't want to see us up there playing music. And that's not what we're doing. We're up there worshiping the Lord and leading in worship to give them the opportunity to have that opportunity to worship the Lord, have that fellowship with Him. And and that could be difficult to understand.
1: Well, the th- part of the thing, my opinion, it takes an effort.
3: Does, you yes. have
1: to focus your mind in order to focus on the Lord while you're worshiping in song. Yeah. I mean, you can sit there and just listen to the music like you're listening to the radio or whatever. But if you're sincerely going to worship the Lord, you have to have a focus of mind.
3: Oh, yeah. And a lot of people, they, they, they don't feel like they're good singers. or, or A lot of know, them do not <laughs> Maybe they're not. But, but, you know, they don't want anyone to hear them, right? They're like, oh, no, no one wants to hear my voice. I'm going to go in there and just sit but you have an opportunity to raise your voice to the Lord for the Lord to hear. And it's not for anyone else.
1: You know, pastor X, I was thinking about this opportunity to talk to Sam. It occurred to me almost as you look at the, the the culture of the church in the U S today, almost every opportunity that we have for an evangelistic outreach is built around music in some way or another. It's really, it seems to be, pivotal historically has that been the case throughout the yeah, church
2: i think so um but again you know you go back to the scriptures um lucifer was gives the inclination he was acquired director so to speak mm-hmm. he was the head of of worship of god mm-hmm. yeah. um you have the fall in isaiah 14 ezekiel 28 that gives you his previous position and he was created for perfect to the, from the day he was created uh, his timbrels, his tablets, everything, and yet, um, it was directed to God to worship. I think that, um, uh, one of the th- things that's really a, a deceptive way, it's, it's kind of a marketing skill within the American culture, is that in the church, music is used to attract people,
4: mm-hmm.
2: to yes. draw people in, yes. so. You know, a lot of musicians come here and we usually try to get the younger crowds so that as they're getting started and all that. And when they come here, we minister unto them. We, we, we talk with them. We share with them, um, and try to give some good direction advice for their ministers. As they're young and to be careful because, um, so much of the music, um, is, is manipulative in terms of the crowds they're trying to bring in the thing is that much of the church in the United States is focused upon how can I make my church grow? How can I draw people in? Because it's like you're in competition. You've got this mentality of numbers and finances. And it's really tragic. And it shouldn't be. And so music is very important, but music is used to draw people in. Um... I, when I've shared with musicians, I, I always tell them you, you are nothing but bait. <laughs> like going fishing. Yeah. yeah. These people, because you're talented as a musician, and maybe you're out there right now listening, you're a talented musician. Um, and so these big movements or big churches will hire you. And some of these, whether it be large or small movements or churches, They are teaching wrong doctrine. They are teaching heresy at times. But they will hire you because your name or your music has reached the ears of multitudes of people and they know that you will draw them in. So they're using you just like bait, like going fishing. But your responsibility when someone asks you to play at their church or their Christian event is, the first thing that come into your mind and heart is, what do these people believe biblically? What is it that they teach? Because if they are drawing you or using you to draw people in, to deceive, to give bad doctrine, heresy, you will be held responsible by God. You can't just say, well, I just play music. No, no, no. They're going to give you some money. And you need to have integrity and and, and a sense of spiritual accountability to God that you will receive part and parcel of the reward for these individual souls. And if that's the case, then you will also be held accountable and responsible for those that are brought in to be deceived because you hooked up like a little choo-choo train with them. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand that responsibility. And uh, people don't think about it or they think it lightly and it should not be.
1: And and there are, you know to some extent you can't know everything that's going to be taught or suggested but no. there is
0: a due diligence. Yeah, absolutely. That
1: that yeah. you have a responsibility and you are responsible yes. as people are following and and they're you know they're involved. You know as we're talking about the emotional nature and that's, Pastor Xavier, you've been alluding to how people are moved emotionally by the music and call and, oh, yeah. and I know that you have a sense of that as you minister to people and you see the oh, way yes. that the music affects people. Do, do you ever, as you're preparing to, to serve the Lord, to lead people into worship, do you ever feel strongly impressed by the Lord to include a particular song into a worship service? Or?
3: Well, when it comes to the message, yes, yes. And then there's certain... Um, certain words and certain songs that are very uh, leading in worship songs of mercy songs of thankfulness and these 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 uh these uh poetic verses as we sing them they uh they move you emotionally they you can't but help be moved emotionally but it's not the reason why i i choose these songs to to just purposely move them
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's not my desire just to to go out there and make these people cry it's it but it's the word of god especially if it's taken right out of the word of god and it moves you it just moves you but this generation very i don't know this culture the the millennials if you if you will very moved emotionally and and they they almost want that there's a lot of that you hear a lot of analogies uh, to the world in a lot of their songs to try to pull you in to move you emotionally like you're a tree or you're a a rock or you something and they want these analogies to move you and you hear a lot a lot of that going on and so uh, you see that the emotions being the focus instead of turning your worship directing it to the lord
1: amen yeah. and you know you get a real you get a powerful response from people when yes. they get that kind of emotional uh, movement from from the ministry that's going forward pastor x When you get a strong response from people, it's tempting to continue to feed feed that because you're getting response. People are hearing what you're saying, but there really is a, a discipline.
2: You have to. You have to have the sense that you are before God and that you are responsible for what you're saying and what you're doing before the people of God. And it's the fear of God both fear, literally, and reverence that keeps you in balance so that you are, don't feed off your own. You say, no, I'm not going to go there. And so you're ministering to them. And again, though we may respond with emotion, we don't want to be emotional over things as, like Pastor Chuck Smith said, nothing wrong with emotion, but emotionalism is completely wrong. Yes. So, if my emotions respond to the content of God's word that He died for me, rose from the dead, He paid the price of my sin, He buried it in a deepest ocean, and now He sits at the right hand of the Father, making a recession for me. Wow, mm-hmm. that moves me, but mm-hmm. it's moving me with objective spiritual truth that is qualified as genuine faith, what God has revealed, not on something emotional that is going to destroy me, not something that's going to mislead me, not something that's going to deviate me from the moral and ethical aspect of God. That's very important. Amen. If you've just tuned in,
1: you're listening to Keep It Simple. And we'll be right back with you after these messages.
4: The amazing news of the gospel is not that we can receive Jesus into our lives, but that he's already received us into his.
0: Coming in concert Sunday evening, May 20th, to Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, Ryan Stevenson. The rhythmic stylings of Ryan Stevenson draws a focus on perseverance, hope, and redemption in Jesus Christ.
4: The anchor, the strong point in the middle of every single trial and storm of our life is always Jesus. He never stops paying attention to what we're going through because he's in it with
0: us. Calvary Chapel Pasadena's Sunday evening concert outreach presents Ryan Stevenson, May 20th at 6 p.m., followed by a special message from Pastor Xavier Reese. The
4: gospel that makes a way.
0: Log on to calvarychapelpasadena.com for more information for Ryan Stevenson in concert at Calvary Chapel Pasadena May 20th. That's calvarychapelpasadena.com. Now available in the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. It's the complete verse by verse audio commentary of the scriptures from Genesis through Revelation, taught by Pastor Xavier Rees from Calvary Chapel Pasadena's pulpit, over 600 messages spanning the entire Bible you'll receive the complete series in mp3 format contained on a single reusable usb flash drive that's both pc and mac compatible for just $39.99 it's the simple truths of god's word a commentary of all 66 books chapter by chapter verse by verse compiled together in one convenient flash drive ready to be loaded onto your computer or mobile device hear and study the word of god at your own pace anytime anywhere That's the verse-by-verse audio commentary of the entire Bible by Pastor Xavier Reese, contained on one PC, Mac-compatible flash drive for just $39.99. Look for it in the audio messages section of the online store at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. That's CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, Addressing Issues of Consequence for the Church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel Pasadena.
1: You're back with us at Keep It Simple. Glad to have you here with us today. Listening on the radio, our special guest with Pastor Xavier is Pastor Sam Tirado, the worship and
3: music minister. Hello there.
1: Amen. Glad to have you with us today, Sam. Thank you, sir. So what do you got there?
3: I have a guitar right here. <laughs> the Lord has been so faithful to us. Uh, it, it, was, it was one of my prayers when I first came on staff almost four years ago to stop using songs that other people wrote for our church. And my prayer was that, Lord, can you give us songs for us, for our church? Because you know our hearts well. You know you know, Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And so we, we started to pray as a worship team and as a worship ministry that he would give us songs, and he's been so faithful to us. It has been such an awesome thing to see, not just me, uh, others as well, who are writing songs, and just the Lord is uh, is just giving them, giving these songs out to those who are faithful, and those who are worshiping, those who are serving the Lord, and it's been so good. Um, so, this song I have here is called "Jesus, the Holy Sacrifice," and I was praying uh, before Easter. You know, Lord, we I was looking through songs for Easter. We're going to be at the park and everything and i thought you know we there's some good songs out there and they they're right on their doctrine is good but uh, i was asking the lord to help me write a song for easter and so there was uh, it was funny the way this came along because there's so many there's a conversation that goes on uh like the one that ministers to me the most is uh the uh, the thief on the cross and so uh, i incorporated that in there and just the, uh, the uh, dialogue that Jesus has with God as well. And so uh, I wanted to incorporate all this into worship and to, to worship the Lord um, with this song. It's called "Jesus the Holy Sacrifice." And it goes like this.) <clears throat>
4: from
1: I think uh the people who come to church he- here because I mean obviously where we are here week by week we don't get to see a lot of other church fellowships I think they imagine that you and all the other worship team leaders just kind of show up at church like they do and just stand up and and just uh <laughs> you know sort of sing without you know it's like I, people have no idea how much time pastor Xavier spends in preparation yeah. you know and how yeah. focused and uh, seeking the Lord you know uh, but God is so faithful.
3: Amen. When God
1: Amen. answers our prayers. We pray week by week uh, that the services would just meet the needs of the people. Yes. That the, w-
2: people would be engaged. Yes. And the music and the word go together. Yeah. You know? And, um, and and maybe we have it backwards. Maybe we should have worship at the end as a response to a word. Um, you know? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know? Hey, there are some churches that do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, worship is supposed to be a response to God's word. Yeah. It's all music also prepares you. So there's a truth to both ends, you know what I mean? Um, but again, worship is very important. And we certainly, those of you who are listening in, we don't want to discourage or be critical uh, towards the worship. But there are some principles and guidelines that are very clear in Scripture. We want to make sure our worship is um, going to glorify the Lord by the content, yes, the words. They are intelligible. They um, The content that they are biblical in terms of his person his deity his mission uh, his attributes his deeds his works all of that which is very important and that um there there's a place for christian pop music but it's there's not confused it. it's not worship yeah. um and we have to be careful that we don't become too much like the world and we choose the pop christian music over real worship uh, and yes. certainly we don't want to limit and say that worship only includes music. No, no, no. Your obedience to God is worship. Amen. When you're witnessing to somebody about someone being lost and in need of salvation, that is worship. You're obeying the Lord as He's directing you and guiding you to witness to this person. He's giving you the scriptures, the wisdom, the understanding He's prompting you through the Spirit of God to invite this person to have Christ in their heart, to repent from their sins. All of that is worship. We worship God in everything, whether word and deed. It's all supposed to be based on the truth of God's Word. Very, very important.
1: I mean, I mean, technically, I mean, worship, anything that I do consciously out of a response to the presence of the Lord in my... When I show up on time for work... At a job that I hate, and I am obedient to the authorities over my life because of my consciousness of the Lord. In my, yes. I'm worshiping God.
2: You're worshiping Him and thanking Him for that job. Amen. That even though it may not be the ideal job, and and you're not looking to stay there forever, uh, and you're gonna something better comes up, you're gonna take it. But if if you are gonna be forever in this job that you don't like, that you understand God is providing for you and your family through this job. So again, it's, it's our perspective towards is God in my life? Is he the one directing me or not? Or am I directing my own life?
1: Yeah. That's so awesome. You know, you're, you were mentioned, Pastor X, that the, how the worship Music, worship, and a service and the word of God go together. And actually, Pastor Sam and I were talking about this earlier this week. And it 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 is a thing that happens kind of amazingly.
4: <laughs> um,
1: I know, Sam, you were saying that from time to time you actually try and pick out songs because you look at the topic of the the sermon, and you think, well, you know, you look for particular songs.
3: Right, yeah, there's a verse. I mean, Xavier's going to go through a certain study, and I know that he's doing a a certain series in studies, so I'll go ahead and I'll read that. And I'll say, okay, well, there's these verses that really stick out, and he's going to talk about this, and then I'll choose some songs. And maybe there's one in there that really, uh, this is all I could find, so I have to throw another one in that's just kind of a, a generality, kind of good worship song. And then he switches what he's saying, and then uh, he talks about something else, but it matches the song that I, I picked all of a sudden. Like, okay, well, the Lord directed it, and it was just the Lord how, how that all worked yeah. out. That's got to be exciting for the people in your worship team. Oh, yeah, we all get excited about that. To you see the Lord do that. that. Yeah, and I'll have, sometimes we're not listening, but I say, did you hear what Xavier said? He just quoted that song we just threw in. <laughs> God did that. Yeah, the Lord's good. <laughs> Amen. There are, you know, you... Serve and you lead worship
1: and do music. There are a lot of other things you do also. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you do the work of a, a regular pastor on staff. You do counseling. You teach Bible studies. Right. Uh, you we serve, go to the
3: hospital and yeah, yeah.
1: You baptize people. You, yes. You do
3: funerals and weddings and well, I haven't so, done any weddings yet, but I have done more funerals. Well, let me tell you, they're coming. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. You. So you're you. I you, sang at weddings.
1: Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God is so good. It's just it's just so encouraging, and I know it must be for the people in the body to see the Lord's hand. It's interesting. You mentioned you know you've been doing this for four years. I, I find that hard to believe. I can't believe that it's been <laughs> time goes by quickly so fast.
3: <laughs> right, so yeah. fast. You know? you know,
2: and sometimes people will. Um, um, some people come here, and they love the worship, and. There may be a one or two couple that just come for the word and they get up and walk out mm-hmm. after the and they worship. leave after the worship. Yeah, I you see know, that. You that. see, and that, that is it's totally no weird. You know what I mean? Right. Because you're making a worship of the worship yeah. where you need mm-hmm. to focus on the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so you have to be careful.
1: But I have to tell you, Pastor Xavier, people have to develop an appetite for your teaching because it is kind of academic. I talked to a lady this past week and she had gone to the church here for, for like 10 years now. And she said she came here and for the longest time she was sitting in on the Bible studies and she was just having a difficult time. And she says, now she is, she feels like a sponge. She comes in and sits (laughs) in on a Bible study and the word of God, as you present it, is just so powerful to her. And, and I don't think that's you. I don't think that's your sure. your, your fault. What sure. I think it is, God does it. It's well, it's the situation of teaching in the yeah. Christian community yeah. is so dramatically superficial.
2: Sure. Well, the thing is, it's just once again, um, you know, he um, Paul the Apostle speaks to Timothy and Peter touches on it. First um, John speaks about um, infants or children, young men, and fathers. And the, children, the church should have a balance of, of age groups. And, um, and in that age group, they're taught at different levels. And yet even when they're general congregation, you have young men, you have fathers, you have young adults, but they're mature. So every level has to be in maturity. Um, a, a father has maybe a, a three-month-old, a, a five-year-old, a 12-year-old. Uh, well, then as they move on the line, there's a great gap between them. and um, But he ministers to them at their level, and he allows the teaching of the older ones to also be ministering to him because he knows what he's looking forward to, right. and they are teaching him by example and everything. And so it's important for pastors that they be faithful as spiritual fathers um, to set the agenda according to God's word, so that they can grow, develop, and mature, and not simply cater to the wants of the children. Mm -hmm. So a parent will say, listen, you eat all that's on your plate. That includes the vegetables. That includes everything. Because you know that those vegetables, that salad is going to help your child Mm -hmm. to digest the rest of it and keep his internal organs healthier and everything else, and you do this for the benefit, though they don't like it. Doesn't matter right. when they grow up or they're out of the house. That's different. They can do what they want, but 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 you don't cave in or cater to your children's whims and wants that are not good for them. A lot of the pastors yes. today give in, as I said, to the carnality of congregations. They demonstrate that they are more carnal than the people because they're looking for an ends to justify the means. They're looking for numbers. Numbers is money, notoriety, popularity, and those are always the wrong motives. Amen. Amen.
1: And with worship, yes. the ministry worship and music worship, we that really degenerates to the point of performance. Yes, so that it's not really the leading of worship; it is a performance ministry that takes place.
3: Oh yeah, and then the performance is is part of what the world has put in you. It's it's yeah. part of your flesh, and it's it's First John that tells us, you know, not uh, for all that's in the world. It says the lust of the flesh, right? It's it's uh, the lust of the eyes, the the pride of life, all of that stuff, and. That's not of the Father, it's of the world. Passing away.
2: Yeah. yeah. And certainly the Christian community in our, in our lifetime has moved in that direction much, much more. Mm-hmm. Um, before it was mostly extreme Pentecostalism through emotionalism. Mm-hmm. But now it's very strategically um, planned and organized um, with the dumbing down of the Word of God. So the same thing that's going on in our nation and the world, dumbing down the people intellectually so they can be controlled and manipulated, the same thing goes on in the church. People are not taught the word of God, so they are moved superficially through the emotions or any agenda that the leaders want. And uh, Jesus warned us about that with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. There's no different. Same thing, different names, same direction, same motive. Uh, no, no, no different.
1: You know, as we talk yes. about the, the um, movement of performance in Christian yes. ministries, in music ministry, the same thing happens in Bible study teaching. And as we, we were talking about this earlier in the week, I think pastors justify performance in their sermon presentation on the basis of the idea that, well, they're holding people's attention. Right. They want to hold people's attention. Right. And the same thing with PowerPoint and computer yes. and the little dramas that they do. They want to hold people's attention
2: because they're visual. Yeah. Yeah. This generation is visual. Yeah. And that's nothing wrong with visual, but you have to make them use their brain. You have to make them think and examine the right. content of the word.
1: And when you're when you're doing when you're doing performance, when you're pandering to the lower instincts of the church, I'm afraid the reality is you're attracting people's attention to you right? instead of the Lord. And,
2: and, and, and you're yes. attracting people to join that congregation. It doesn't mean the Lord's added to the church. Amen. So if you are attracting people because of who you are and they have the rise on you, then you're creating a, a congregation of carnality. And they may hail you as they did to Jesus when he as we saw this last Sunday when he rode into Jerusalem on the donkey. Amen. Hosanna. But the next day they were saying crucify him. Yeah. And they will tar and feather you just quicker than praise you. People are fickle. Yeah. Yep. That's the truth. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. we what we deal with. God God give us wisdom to serve people, you know, to provide yes the encouragement because you know what when god tells you what you need to hear it's not always what you want to hear right.
2: and that's Amen. the thing about father <laughs> father corrects his child when they say something foolish when they're rude when they don't know how to hold their utensils they grab them like a little savage or something <laughs> you know you have to teach them um so that when they grow up they don't embarrass themselves and then they can be parents towards their children this is what the spiritual responsibility of pastors and leaders are. Amen. Amen. Very Amen. important.
1: You know, you Sam, I know you work with a pretty large group of people because you have different groups that do worship. For for instance, yes. the children's ministry. Yeah. The youth group has a whole worship team that does ministry there. And then there are people, uh, you, routinely I get uh, asked, who do we talk to? If uh, I'm a musician, I like to get involved and serve. You know who do I and I always send them to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're not only ministering and leading the congregation in worship, you're also serving these other people who yeah. are have a desire to be involved and in trying to help them and encourage them. And um, yeah, so that's that's a, a great responsibility on your part.
3: Yeah, and, and the uh, previous week, Xavier had mentioned uh, um, that we are glorified waiters, serving tables. And that it's funny because it's, I've said that many times to these people. So, you guys want to serve in music ministry? You're going to be a waiter. You're serving. You're serving. You're serving up worship, and you're serving the people. You know. And but, you know, in in, in Acts, when uh, when the disciples were looking for for people to serve tables because they couldn't do everything and the studies, uh, they were looking for uh, people that were filled with Holy Spirit. Of good reputation, people who had wisdom, and and they were serving tables. And so, yeah, the 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 picking of these people that we had to be, we have to go to the word. We have to make sure they have the right heart for serving.
1: Amen. Amen. And we have to be accountable to follow the Lord's direction because He's it's His church. Yes. You know, when when people are performing then, unfortunately, what they probably wind up with is their church. Yes. But yes. You know, we, we want to serve the Lord's people, and He's the leader, and that's yeah. our responsibility yeah. to Him, to yeah. walk before Him.
2: If you're out there you uh, don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we pray that you would bow your heart to the Lord. He loves you. He died for you. Uh, all of us are lost, blind and dead, and headed for hell until we find Jesus. And there is nothing moral, nothing ethical you can do to earn salvation. We pray that you would open your heart to the Lord. You would call upon His name. And in doing so, you will be worshiping Him for who He is, the Mm -hmm. Creator and the Savior of the world. Ask Him, Lord, forgive me for all my sins. Give me a brand new heart. I accept you in Jesus' name. Amen. And He has made you a child of God. Find a church, a gathering of people, grow in the knowledge of God's Word.
1: Amen. And no greater step that any person can take than to worship the Lord by acknowledging the truth of his message, which is that Christ died for the sins of the world. Amen. And we, we look forward to that day in and day out. Every time we show up here, you know, God does some amazing thing. He's so faithful. We're grateful for him. Please do uh, keep Pastor Xavier in prayer and the team as they take off to Israel this coming week. They'll be leaving on the 15th and uh, keep them in prayers. They're there for about 10 days. The Lord would have a hand upon them and bless them and just use that in a powerful way as we continue to pray for him here as well see what the Lord's going to do. If you are a regular listener to Keep It Simple here on the Simple Truths Radio Network, we'd love to hear from you. If you have opportunity, you can reach us at our email address, which is
3: simpletruths at ccpas.com. Please do that. Um, Yeah, send us a
1: question. We would love to respond to your questions or any other suggestions or encouragement that you might have for us. We're so grateful for the work that the Lord is doing. listening
0: to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese, on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.